Folks, if you love Mega like we think you do, do us a small favor. Join the Patreon. It's the number one way to support a small podcast like ours. The year we had was, well, I wouldn't say we didn't get our asses kicked with strikes and podcasting budgets getting slashed. So why not just head over and give it a try? You can do a free trial on Patreon. If that's not in your plan, at the very least, share your favorite episode of Mega with a friend and leave us a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. We'd love to keep going, and we can't do it without you. Thanks. I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of butcher box, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com mega and use code MEGA to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. We are here, Lord, we are here, and we're ready, ready to podcast. Hiya, I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where I find it a treat and a treasure to introduce you to members of our church staff and people from our community. And I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray Haas. Hey, hi, Kiva Christ. Hallie, how are you? <laughs> I am blessed. I'm blessed. Of course I'm blessed. Blessed, 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 blessed. Oh, Although, so good to hear. Well, I'm actually, I'm sort of struggling oh, no. a little bit at the same time. Um, it took me forever to get around to it because I just know it grieves the heart of God. But I just finally watched that Falwell documentary that some lefty put together to make people hate God. Have you seen it on Hulu? Oh, no. I don't get Hulu, uh, Hallie. I, I canceled all that. Oh, really? Yeah. What do I you want? You just do YouTube? Uh, right now, I'm just doing Beachbody and also Mark Lauren Bodyweight Gym. And uh, you know what? Everything I subscribe to is is just a workout thing. I think. Oh, cool. Well, anyway, these Hulu God haters, these Hollywood elites, um, made this thing to try to turn people away from God. And it is, you know, detailing the Fallwell story with the pool boy. It, the movie, I think it's called God Forbid. You know, I heard about that whole scandal, I think, but I don't really know what happened. What what was it? Well, the problem with the doc is that they put it into the context of what was happening culturally at the same time. And basically, the nuts and bolts of it uh, are that 
the Falwells, you know, there was a sex tape of that sex tape of them with a pool boy. And then it ended up in the hands of Trump's lawyer that, um, what's his name? Cohen, who went to jail and, but he had their sex tape. And so then he blackmailed them to get the Falwell endorsement. And so Falwell brought all the evangelicals over into the Trump camp. And they're saying, you know, basically they, they threw an election based on this Christian sex tape. And, but if you really back up, Hallie, and I, and I just want to point this out. How common is it for these blackmail tapes? I just feel like this is probably Gavin Newsom as something setting up good Christian people and then using blackmail to get what they need. That's right. That's right. And everyone is supposed to be so outraged that these Christians are having sex and and, um, you know, I find the whole thing completely disgusting. They reenacted some of the sex scenes in the documentary and I, I'll never recover. I just don't know how anybody does it. And, um, you know, but it's covered in the blood and these poor Falwells and their poor family and their kids having to, you know, see this stuff with their mom and dad, you know, having sexual relations with someone their age, you know, the kids age type of thing. Um, one time I was in Miami and a poor boy tried to come on to me <gasps> and I was just like, uh, first off, backing up the wrong tree, and then you know I, I, you know, I basically threw a virgin daiquiri at his face and just said, "Get away from me!" Awesome. Uh, turns out, actually, <laughs> turns out he, I, I don't think it was a pool boy trying to come on to me. It was actually a pool boy trying to take take my wet towel. But you know, he's, he spoke Spanish. I didn't understand what he was doing. Well, are their pool boys. It's just so unnecessary. You know, the Bible says if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. And I'm sure that if there had been pools <laughs> in the time that the Bible was written, they would say, you know, there's no reason to ever have a pool boy. There's it's better no to reason. let your pool be dirty than for your soul to burn for all eternity totally. in hell. What's the point even? And it just brings up a lot of stuff, you know, about just, you know, we have an election coming up. Here we are in the midterms. And I just would like to remind everybody that, you know, we have to protect our democracy. And and I don't think people understand what democracy is. All these lefty libs, they act like, oh, democracy means that every eligible adult can vote. And it's like, oh, really? You want everyone in the country voting? I don't think so. No, you don't. No, we want the right people to vote. Exactly. And the Republicans are very clear on this. And it's just sad. We have to live with these liberals out there pushing the lie that democracy means, you know, every adult gets a vote, which is pure ignorance. And they, honestly, they should be embarrassed because we know full well that a healthy democracy happens when the right people vote. That's and right. The only bad thing about, I always think about this, great. the only bad thing about democracy is that it begins with democra. <laughs> Just like the word Democrat, and it's just such an evil oh, I word. Know. Can I, we rebrand that? I know. Someday? I wish we referred to the USA as a republic more often because then it's with that word Republican. You That's know? right. It's just another way the libs try to constantly squash us. But anywho, I, I just wish that people understood actual democracy you know, for what it is. It's 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 best as a right wing kind of like that we have the authority and we can be ultra nationalist in our ideology with one strong central leader and a kind of like a centralized, you know, uh, militaristic, you know, suppression of, of, of the opposition and these people who, you know, in the Trump years called themselves the resistance. You yeah. know, democracy means a belief in a social hierarchy and the subordination of individual interests for, you know, the perceived good of the nation. You know, I 
am inspired though this midterm Hallie because at least you've got some awesome Christians that are running who can also who are also really physically fit I mean have you seen this guy Herschel Walker he is awesome and I just first off he's clearly really doing the hard work in the gym and then he comes through with these amazing quotes uh one of the ones that i've i printed out and just put on my bulletin board is you know he said something along the lines of you know as someone who is a child of the utmost high god we've got to get rid of pronouns because it's gonna get uh service members killed and babies the unborn have to be protected at all costs because all these taxes are no, and then I think he meant no good. Uh, and I am just really, you know, the the quote is so memorable. I'm not I'm not doing it justice, um, but it's it's long and really touches on all the issues, kind of in one quote. Oh it's yeah, so I think great. that's clear, crystal clear, and that makes total sense to me. And unfortunately, these libs, they're gonna. The oh, and then I think he ended with high five. Oh, that's so cool. That is that's that, so cool. That fun. But you know what? The racist, satanic liberals are going to come after Herschel Walker the same way they did Cosby and OJ. And it's an honest to goodness shame. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if a pool boy shows up at a Herschel Walker, you know, pool, pool party fundraiser any day now, just trying to throw him under the bus. like Jesus descended to hell to fight Satan for three days before rising on Easter morning. Our guest today has surely been to hell and back. I would like to introduce to you my friend Jody Deer. Welcome to the program. How are you feeling, my man? I am feeling so blessed, so anointed. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. I'm just so happy to be here in your presence. You know, I've been traveling America. I'm hoping to travel the world to spread the good news and to to really bring awareness about what what hell is like. So thank you so much for inviting me here so I can talk to your congregation. Well, to give our listeners a little context, Jody, you are speaking at Twin Hills all weekend in every service and doing a very, very powerful testimony about your experience. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you're doing? Uh, Of course. Hey, Brandon? Brandon? What? Sorry about my. I have my son with me. <laughs> I know. We, I, oh, is that, that's it. Is he day. the one that's on the um? What are those called? Roller, uh, not skates, but the little wheels on the bottom of yeah, his shoes. Is, is he going thing? up and down the hallway there? Yeah. So we, we kind of modified all his clothing to have some kind of wheel to it. So regardless of what he's wearing, he's going to be able to kind of skate around, and uh, we love it. But it also does kind of create some kind of a nuisance. So um, sorry about that. I don't. I don't. That's okay. Well, the hallways here at the church are very smooth and long. So yeah, every time he whizzes by the by the uh, studio window here, I'm I'm getting a kick out and of it. And Jesus yeah. said, "Let the little ones come to me." That's so cute. <laughs> so tell us about hell. Well, first off, I want to tell you a little about about me uh, before okay, I get great. into hell. Awesome. And maybe they're the same more. thing, which is also great. That I'm a little bit like hell. Oh, and it's fine. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I was just yeah. no, no, no. I actually that's I I do carry uh, a bit of brimstone on me at all times. Okay. I thought that, that Jody. I didn't want to say anything, but as soon as you walked in the studio, I smelled almost like a. I don't know if it was like burnt hair or, or ash or cinder or something. And I said, "Well, it's like this guy still has a, a, a stench of uh, of the burn on him." Yes, a hundred percent, I do. And I in twenty eleven uh, or twenty thirteen, the date sometimes is uh, is debated. I I passed, and I spent. Three and a half minutes in hell. 
Oh, and um, technically it was three minutes and 33 seconds, but there are three seconds that I cannot recall. Wow. So wow. it's three and a half that I have. And I, I say that to let people know, number one, you can die. Yeah. It's something that you don't want to think about, but guess what? You can die. It can happen. And yes. second, there's two places you can go. Yep. That's it. You can go to heaven. Yep. Yep. Or you can go straight to hell. Yep. 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 Okay. It, yep. And that's, that's it? what happened to me. And, <gasps> and I guess I do want to back up because this is fascinating. And so you physically, you sort of physically carried some of the smell of hell back or, or is that, because I do notice that you're sweating. Uh, I, 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 at first I thought it was hyperhidrosis, but I do, um, I, I mean, you, you do sweat a lot. Isn't yeah, that we right? can turn up the AC. You can turn it up all the way to zero degrees. You can turn the AC all the way to negative 100 degrees. I'm still going to sweat. Matter. I'm wow. sorry. Do we say turn it up to zero degrees or do you all say turn it down to zero degrees? Because that's always been something, you know, in Australia, we would say mm -hmm. turn the thermostat down because it's Australian. actually the temperature. I'm Australian. Yeah. He's from Australia. Amazing. So do you say turn it up to a, a zero degrees? When, when, when you're, when you're in Australia, I'm sorry, in Australia though, is it easy to transfer money in America to Australia or is it hard to... Oh, is it? Have uh, you ever is done it? That? Well, you know, we'll say... Like in Australia, if you were transferring money, you wouldn't say, um, you know, I'm going to not send you a hundred Australian, uh, well, we call them rubux, which is kind of a, a national currency, but you wouldn't oh, say, I'm cool. not going to transfer you. are going to say, I'm going to transfer you. So why would you say I'm going to turn it down, turn it up to zero unless it was colder than zero? Because I guess with AC, the higher it goes, the colder it gets. Mm -hmm. Right. Think of it like this, like any thermostat that you use, normally you're going to turn it left, right. Oh. Okay. And when you're turning it left, oh. you're actually, it seems like you're turning it down, but you're actually turning it up. I see. Left, loosey, righty, tidy. Awesome. Now, when I go left, loosey, that's a O, open, up. This is why it's different. Everything in Australia is actually opposite. It goes opposite. So, you know, our toilets flush the other way. So we, we, we say, um, to, we say to the right, slip in shit. I'm sorry, I'd use that word. And oh, then we no. say uh, okay. to the left, tighten the rest, tighten the rest. It's okay. I mean, I've heard fuck, piss, shit, cock. I mean, I've heard. In hell? Is that how it. they talk? Okay, so oh let's gosh. get back okay, to this yeah. hell so thing. I'm back. sorry. Okay. Yeah, this hell yeah. thing. And, of course. And, and forgive me if I take you too far back because I'm sort of curious mm -hmm. about you about why you went downstairs into, instead of to the good place. So if I yep. could just back you yep. up, have you? So so you're currently on a world tour or an international tour or a church mm -hmm. tour where you're going around and you're talking to um, the church of uh, to God's church to God's people about this terrible experience. Now, what were you doing in your life before? What were you like um, before you died for three and a half minutes? Yeah. And, uh, Brandon, put it down. Oh, oh where did he get so, that? I did mean, he get that? That's wild. I didn't know I, the food court was I open upstairs. He must Well, when you, when you have the, the blades, you know, the rollers on the back, you can just kind of get through anything so he can just slide in and it's, it's become a... Uh, so I, I always thought of myself as a good Christian. And I think a lot of people do, and I think that's also the problem. Uh -huh. You think that you're a good Christian, yep. and you don't realize that being a good Christian, <laughs> I mean, that's just opening the door. You got to step through that door. That's right. And you open a door to a house that is Christian, but when you open that door, that's just a Christian door that you've opened, but you're trying to be a good Christian. Yeah. But you have to enter that space ah. to really live in yeah. it. And let me tell you this, you got to pay rent because <laughs> that house is not for free. Yes, right. You got to be sold out. You got to be on fire. You got to be all in. Okay. And so yeah, I, I guess I'm a little lost in the metaphor. So you're in the mm -hmm. home, you're in a house 
which is Chris. No, you, I wasn't. Oh, I opened the door. Oh, you opened the door. Right. Okay. Because I wasn't in. I thought I was. Oh, I see. But I wasn't in the house that was Christian. That is Christianity. If you think of it this way, think of a house. Think of a house. And think okay. of a house that has, it's one story. It used to be a duplex, but they knocked the wall down. So now it's like, you know, single family. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Two bedrooms, yeah. uh, one and a half bath, okay. Um, okay. hardwood floor. Yeah. Is it an ensuite? Um, you know, refinished. Standard kitchen. You know. A kitchenette. Okay. Kitchenette. Okay. In a two bedroom. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's kitchenette. It's got um, gas. It's got electricity. It has water, right? So, awesome. It's <laughs> all you need. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So just think of a house, right? Okay. And in that, in like, in the front of the house, of course, what do you have? Some plants. What else? A welcome mat. Uh, a coat, coat rack. What? Out front? Do you have a coat rack? Do you keep them outside in Australia? Oh, yeah. We... You got to keep your, your overcoat outdoors? Do... Coat rack. Oh, yeah. We have a coat rack on the stoop. Oh, wow. A, a coat rack on the stoop. So you take off your coat, you hang it up, hmm. and then you come inside? Oh, you take yeah. You ta- always take off your jacket before you come inside. You're not going to be rude. That actually makes a lot of sense because yeah. that's like it, the coats can get dirty. You don't want to track that in. But that, it's like it's, it's a Christian home. <laughs> okay. I don't know how else to describe it. I feel like it's fairly plug and play here. You know. Okay. And I was just at the door, and I thought that I was inside. Uh, I see. Huh. Okay. I d- okay. I started thinking yep. about a house yep. so yep. much that I yeah, almost I forgot too. we were talking I know, about. I was decorating it in my mind. I know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. So we're still talking about. You weren't quite Christian yet, is what you're saying. Not Christian enough. Right. Okay. No, no. I was living a life, obviously, of sin. Oh. But not so much sin that I wasn't Christian, mm-hmm. or that I wasn't, you know, possibly saved, but enough yep. sin where God looked at my lifestyle and said, you're going to need to get tested. Mm. And was that for STDs? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, no, I've never got a, an STD test. Okay. Oh, I've never had Good, because you know what happens when you get a test? You you, the, you you end up having something and getting sick. So just never get tested. Exactly. You'll never get well, sick. Well, why no? That's my that's my whole point. It's like I've never I've never had an STD right. because I never got tested right. for an STD. Exactly. Because once you know, then your body does a psychosomatic thing. And the exactly. next thing you know, AIDS. And, you know, it's how it goes. You know, sometimes I like to think of, instead of the house metaphor, which I think is a bit confusing, I like to use a bridge metaphor where oh, I'm going, yeah. you know, it's someone that's in a car and you're driving up to one of those big, long bridges that maybe has the, uh, what do you call that? Kind of the up and down thing. Oh, oh, it has a, uh, I want to say it's a bridge opening for boats to pass through, but there's got to yeah. be a shorter name. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For that. A bridge opening. A, yeah. bri- a, a bridge boat opening. The a lift bridge up. Bo- the a, the a bridge, lift open. A li- a li- a yeah, it's called a, um, oh God, it, I have it on tip of my tongue. Okay. It's called a, uh, I think it's called a Shermer. Okay. Oh, oh wow. Well, good to know. Okay. okay. So there's God's Shermer. God's Shermer. So you're, you're driving up and you're going, okay, God's over there, but the, the Shermer is up. And, and you can't quite get over there to God because the Shermer is actually the choices that you've been making behind you on the road that you've been driving that have signaled ahead to the bridge to tell it to lift up and not let you through because the ship that's coming through is also your past. And I just like to right. use that metaphor as a way to think but about But where's the house then? How, how does the house fit on the bridge? Okay, where is the house in this scenario? Are you saying there's no house in this scenario? You're, this is a What do you know the little houses where they, they look over the bridge to see who's coming? Kind of the lookout station. What is that, what is that called? It's like oh, the br- the, called. the bridge engineer's house, the bridge engineer the br- office. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a lighthouse. No, it's not a lighthouse. No, definitely not. And it's not a kiosk. I don't think in a you mall. can use a lighthouse in sort of a Christian metaphor. It doesn't work. But right. I heard this once in an awesome Christian sermon about how Jesus. I've got to interrupt you. Is I think I'm Brand. Is it Brandon? Is that a butterfly knife? I'm sorry. He's. Oh God! Yeah, Brandon. He's swinging Put it. Put that down, buddy. He's swinging it like nunchucks. Put it down. 
He's swinging that thing like yeah, nunchucks. Well, is he is he into taekwondo or stuff like that? I, I have to get him out of any kind of martial sport, martial arts sport, because he he beats the hell out of anyone else he's facing. Is that and right? uh, it, it's it's brutal? He's a yeah. champion. No, he's, he's sounds like. <laughs> A little bit. He's, he's definitely got some me in him. Uh, but I'm also scared that he might have uh, got some brimstone on him as well. Okay. Oh. Let's get back to you spent some time. So well, I just wanted okay. to finish my church metaphor about how I one time heard a pastor who said that um, there was a man just like you, Jody, who brought his son to work that day. Something happened. He had to bring his son to work. There wasn't school. Maybe it was snowing. I don't know. And so he's in the bridge uh, little house and the bridge is up and um, there's a train coming and the train is full of people and the train has to come across the bridge. Mm -hmm. And so the bridge engineer in the little house has to put the bridge down so that the train can come across. And just as he's about to hit the lever to make the train uh, uh, tracks go into place so everyone on the train survives, he looks and guess what? His son has crawled down and his son is in the gears of the bridge. Oh my uh, God. And so he, in that moment, he has to make the decision whether or not to crush his child in the gears to put the bridge down so that he can save everyone on the train and he puts the down and he hears the screams and cries of his son as his, he's being crushed in the gears. And that's exactly what God did when he had his son hang on that cross so that all of humanity in the train could be saved. And I thought that is a beautiful teaching tool from a very solid past. It reminds me of, of the story of Abraham you see? and the binding of Isaac. Yep. Yep. And it reminds me of that. And it also makes me think of, too, the train. Actually, I, this is amazing. I, I was actually at a sermon, and I, I, I said this. I just I just remember this. But it was it was trying to understand. Think of it this way. Think of, like, God as a plant. Yes. A plant. Okay. 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 God's a giant tree. Yeah, yeah. But he could also be a little tiny shrub. And we're the water that's going down dripping inside. Now, that tree's going to survive regardless, because that tree doesn't actually need water because it's God. Yeah. But we're the water that can help the tree grow bigger. Awesome. But if we take that water away... That is us because God doesn't need it because God is the tree. Because actually God's giving us oxygen and life. And actually that water needs that oxygen to be made because in the clouds, that's where water comes from. But water also comes from the ground, ocean. So if we think about it like in a bigger picture, there's a way to adapt that in a way to think that like, if is God in the soil? Is God, am I, am I soil with God? Am I soiled in God? Awesome. And that's where I want to take us now because... When I think of dirt, when I think of soil, I think that's where I was face down okay. in uh -huh. life. Yep. And is okay. the, I'm sorry, just one question. Is the, now, are you referring to the plant that was in the house? I put a plant in the front entryway of the house. Of that we had, house? Right. Uh -huh. Now, I is had, it that plant or is this a different plant? There. I mean, it, it's all plants. That's, okay, that's the great. point because God is, you, you know, why, why can't God be all plants? Okay. Mm -hmm. So you did, so let's just, I do want to find out, how did you, what, what does it look like where you, you, were, you were on this unrighteous path and then you died? First off, how did you die? Uh, a lot of people don't ask that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of my first question. I guess it could kind of be overshadowed by the hell thing if you really think about well, it. Sure. Where someone goes, I went to hell, you don't really go, well, how did you die? You're going, well, what's what that like? What was it like? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, um, this is a part of the story that I don't really get to tell often. And I was at a barbecue with my brother-in-law and he was making a corn brisket and where you get, uh, you have ears of corn and you just shove them in the thickest part of the brisket. And you still cook that for about 10, 12 hours. I mean, use any rub you want. He does a peanut butter rub, which is actually surprising. Ooh, really, good. really good homemade. Yeah. And uh, a little bit of salt, a little bit of cayenne. You really want that heat to pop right Ooh. when you're munch, munching in there. Mm. And it's a seasonal thing, y'all. So don't, okay. <laughs> don't try to make this. 
Oh, you know, when the corn's not not good. Because out to nothing. I mean, the way that grocery stores just have like food 24, 7, 3, 6, 5, like that's not normal. Okay. Right. You know, that's that's a little pet peeve of mine. Like, let me just eat what's available when in it's available. Season. I'm sorry, what are we know. talking about? I think that like stone fruit you can only get in the fall oh, or no. late right. summer. But uh, right. is this the part of the death story or I just I forgot? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, oh, okay. yes, yeah. I'm just telling you what I was eating just to, like this is, this is a big part Okay, of it. yeah. So we're hanging out and... He cracked a Miller Lite. Oh, it grieves oh, the heart no. of God. It was a, it was a Budweiser. What oh, was it? It no. was a, uh, Amstel. I think it was an Amstel cider. And he oh, really? he cracked one. And you know he, he's we're just sitting and talking. Brisket's done. That pops out. I just made a casserole. That was easy. That was just uh, rigatoni, Parmesan cheese, and ground beef. And so awesome. we just were sh- getting that all set up cut up the the corn brisket i have my slice obviously and i take too big of a bite as i as i, I have a problem doing well, normally when i'm eating i just take like a big old bite and well when so, corn's um, in season it's something special you know it, it, it really is like you want it you brandon he has to put it down it looks like he has made a full salad from the salad bar yeah he wow. uh well he loves greens and uh that's that's honestly become a problem because he needs oh. to eat some red meat um <clears throat> well, he's but, got chickpeas and croutons in there that looks good is that ranch or blue cheese uh it's his own he brings it wow so i i took a Respect. big old bite of that corn brisket okay and okay. too big a bite the the center tube of the corn the heart of the corn oh yeah i Got that down, and you I ate got the cob. Wait, I'm sorry. Are we talking about meat? Are we talking about? Are we talking? I've always thought corn brisket. What? What brisket? I think of meat, but now you're talking about corn. So, this is there. Is there a? Is this brisket that's wrapped around a piece of corn? No, no. The corn is shoved into the thick part of the brisket. That's awesome. Okay. 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 I've never heard of this, but that's so, on. like, you know, when you're cutting a brisket into cubes, as you do. Mm-hmm. So this is like putting potato chips on a sandwich, huh? A little bit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're putting your sides in with your entree. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Trying to expedite things. Yeah, yeah. And Dennis, Dennis, my brother-in-law, great guy. Um, and he, you know, I, I bite too hard into, into the corn heart, the, the tube of the corn. And I, that gets lodged in my throat. Oh, no. Oh, no. A choking hazard. And so I start dead sprinting around the backyard. Okay. I mean, well, just to get away from Dennis. Uh, this is what happens with the human body. You panic. Well, I, and, and also because I'm, you know, because Dennis is a big A, I think. Well, and or is he not? He's a big A? Oh, he's a big gay. I, I thought maybe. Oh, Dennis is. He's gay? From oh, the, I, I, because of the Amstel side. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah, it crossed my mind. No, he's chill. Uh, I, I feel like he's married to my sister. So oh, like, okay. I, okay. I, I okay. should have taken that from oh, brother-in-law, okay. but yeah, well, you never know these yeah, days. Um, yeah. Being married to someone of the opposite sex is a dead ringer for straightness. 100%. So you're running away because you don't want Dennis touching you? Or you're just panicking? No, I, I'm panicking. Okay. Have you ever have you ever had something lodged in your throat? Have you ever had a brisket never, stuff? I've never, like never, that? never had that. I've never had that. I've never had that. I don't know why you would say. I've never had that. I choked on a sip of water one time. It doesn't take much. It, it, it's choking on that. If you ever have a near-death experience, I'm telling you right now, fight or flight kicked in. Sure. And obviously my fight kicked in. And I was trying to fight this out of me. And I was sprinting around the backyard, touching every single corner of that wrought iron fence and going back and forth. I was pretty much doing wind sprints, if you will. I mean, and I was choking for a good, I want to say... 20 minutes. Were people laughing? Is this like when you cut a chicken head off and its body runs around? People were freaking out, oh, really? scared. Okay, okay. And I'm just, you know, going back and forth, back and forth, doing like touches, touching the one end of the fence, touching the other, you know? And at a certain point when you're running, you're thinking like, okay, this is a good, I'm getting a PR right here. I'm actually having good strides. You know, if I could tap into this for, let's say like marathon running, whatever. but you know, that's yeah, just- You got your heart rate up, you're head. getting some cardio in the meantime. 
Finally, I drop. Oh. And that's when I died. Wow. Well, I can tell why. Uh, now I understand why you don't really include that story in, you, you know, your, your, your talk that you do. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't know if it gains you a ton. But I do want to hear about now. Okay, so you're dead. And yeah, this was 2011, 2013. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So 2013 or 2011, I guess it could be 2012. You're dead. Yeah. What happens next? Because I think this is really why people would be listening to the the episode. Right when you die, you're dead. Really? It's not like the white light and the slow moving in the tunnel? Well, not for me. I went to hell. And what happened was... I felt a hook go right into my belly button. Oh, disgust. Yank me down. And oh, I no. was going belly button first with a little tiny hook in there, but strong enough to hold me. Oh, no. But also lighten up the pool. And it looked like my belly button skin was stretched out enough where it was like a little clear, like translucent, so I could see through it. Oh. And then I'm getting, I'm flying down. I land. And now I am, this happened in LA, by the way. And I'm, right now I'm, I'm, boom, right on the 405. Oh. I'm on the 405. Whoa. And it's like, Think of L.A. and then like a nice sunny day and then boom. Now it's just in hell. Okay. Oh. And all these cars are just on fire. Everything's like on fire. And I'm walking through and all of a sudden I just see these these demons, these creatures like uh, disgusting. Their, their skin looks like it's bubbled and boiled over and they have no tops of their head. So there are no eyes. You can just kind of see brain exposed oh. and their, their sharp oh. teeth and they're crawling over the freeway overpass to get to me, crawling over the cars. And I'm walking and I get to this freeway edge and I look down and I can just see what is just a whole bunch of people getting eaten up and just tortured up. They're getting eaten up and tortured okay, up. Okay, see, we would say down tortured there. down in Australia. I'm standing on the edge. All of a sudden, I extend my hand and I grab, I just grab this thing and it looks like it's a medical bracelet. And I'm like, what the hell? And then right as that happened, boom, I just get, I get a shock. And Dennis, my brother, who is a volunteer, my brother-in-law, who's a a volunteer ENT, was able to help me come back. Now that was a minute. I die again. Wow. No. Oh no. And was it from a different cause or the same cause? Yes, because Dennis is an ear, nose, and throat volunteer. So he he's like he was doing the best he could to like figure out what was going on. So he actually closed my nose and throat to try to get my ears to breathe in. And that jarred me, but it also killed me again. So it gave me like a spark to wake up, but then it like knocked me out. So I'm dead again. Now wow. this is when and, it gets and, serious. And are you sure you're you're positive he's not gay? Because ear, nose, and throat is that's pretty gay. I mean, yeah, but it's like, it's like he's married to my sister, you know? Okay, okay, okay that's yeah, it, yeah. You know, I don't know, you know, like, I don't know how else to describe that, like, if you're married to a woman, that's, you're, it's done, you done know? Done deal, you're good. babe. Yep, yep. So, I die a second time. Oh. Uh, but the whole time I'm dead, does that make sense? Yeah. So now I'm back in hell. Yeah. Right? And so for some reason, I'm, I'm at this hospital in LA, and I'm like, oh my gosh! I like, what's the heck? What the heck's going on? I see Rachel Weiss. She's in the pool, really. Uh, uh, and then, uh, and then Tilda Swindon is there, oh, not surprised. And she's got what looks like like a spear. Mm-hmm. And then that Russian dude from uh, a John Wick in the second one, uh-huh. he's in there, and he's he's walking to me, and he's like, he like drips down. He like comes down from like the, like the ceiling, drips Ooh. down, and I'm on the ground, and my now I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. My wrists are split. I'm bleeding. <gasps> out. I'm bleeded oh, out. Oh no! And then, and then, so he's just like he starts dragging me. He's like he, he goes to me. He, he this is what the Satan said to me because he was Satan, by the way. I don't know if I I don't know if I'm burying the yeah, lead here, did, you, but I got to talk to okay, Satan. You did not say. And that. he was in John Wick. 
Yeah. Wow. Yes, he was Not in the second movie. In the very beginning, uh, I think he's like, uh, or was the first one? It was the second. It was the second movie. He was there, and then he's like in a. He's like in the like office, and he's talking about like he's like he killed him with a, uh, a pencil. You know, he does. I'm not good at the, uh, the accent. And, oh, and, I, I, but what, he's, what's the line? I'm pretty good at accents, actually. He goes. Uh, he killed him with a pencil. Okay, but he says it like with like a Russian, like Russian. Like, like, uh, he killed him with a pencil. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's really good. That's sc- Russian good. sounds yeah, so da, scary. Da, da, da. They say it da, sounds da. so. It scary. sounds really Russian scary. Sounds so yeah. terrifying. Uh, I, I don't like it. it, it uh, the Cyrillic alphabet. It's not my thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah the yeah. Phoenicians with their alphabet. So he he starts to grab me and he starts to pull me in and oh. and then as he's doing that i like i start getting heavier he can't do that he he's like what's going on find out i find out i'm sacri- i've sacrificed myself for rachel weiss and oh. then i don't know i'm like rachel weiss is i don't know if i told you this she has a twin sister who is in hell and really? that's whose medical brace that i got <gasps> and then and then i was like let's trade i'm going to trade my soul for hers because I was like, I knew this was going to happen. I knew that the end of the world was going to happen if if they were able to like, Tilda Swinton was going to kill uh, uh, Rachel Weisz because she was pregnant with the Antichrist. And I was like, that's not going to happen. Not on my fucking watch. Sorry, sorry. I, okay. I'm just. And well, then uh, I was so I'm like, you know, I'm like, let's do this. And then um, Shia LaBeouf was there. He died. Shia LaBeouf was there with me. He died. Satan kills Shia LaBeouf, and Shia LaBeouf no. was like 16, 17, uh, and then. I'm so now I'm there and then and then he's pulling me and then and then he's like what's going on and then I'm like I start rising up and then LA behind me turns to heaven because I'm going to heaven because I did the ultimate sacrifice like Jesus and then Satan goes why don't you make him earn it and then he jams his hands jams his hands into my chest without breaking my skin just gets in there and rips out all the tar and all the cancer that was in my lungs so I was an avid smoker in hell not in real life and then throws it out and then now I wake, and then boom, I wake up. Wow. Wow. I wake up. And my brother-in-law was able to open my mouth and use his tongue to get out the corn that was stuck in the back of my throat. Just gobbled it right out. Yeah. This is so, and, and, oh. I, mean, I haven't heard you talk yet, and I just, powerful. I, I have goosebumps it's because powerful. if that is what you're bringing to the services this weekend, mm-hmm. I just think people are this going to love that. To my hear. only question is, um, does it sound a bit like? Have you seen that Keanu Reeves movie Constantine? No, I don't think I have. No, no. okay, I don't, I've never really seen any uh, Keanu Reeves movies. I, oh, really? I love Keanu. I think he's very handsome. Very handsome. He did. Did you not see John Wick? No. Oh, you didn't actually see it. Okay. No, no. I thought John Wick might be that born identity guy who's always going on the late night shows. Now, I have a quick technical question, Jody. This Rachel Weiss, I know she's been dabbling, speaking of gay, in some of these same-sex romance acting roles. And I was just wondering, uh, so I'm not surprised to hear that she was in hell, but I was wondering, since it was hell, did she have her shirt off? Were her breasts exposed? Was there kind of ragged clothing over them? Was she kind of showing her her uh, n- body to you? Because that's how hell no, is. No, no. She was covered. No, it was actually really... It was very tasteful, even though she like fell into a pool. Uh, like you, you just you couldn't see anything. It was done really tastefully. It was like out of respect to like the the idea of what was happening. So that that's like you know not to distract the eyes. 
to be like, oh, look, you know, you know, the human body, whatever. But right. it was it was actually done really well where it kept you in the moment. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just noticed that. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. You know? Well, that's good to know that hell doesn't have any wet t-shirt contest because it sounds like something <laughs> that would be right up their fiery alley. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, again, I'm just so thankful that I, I've been allowed to come here uh, to, to y'all's... Um, Mega church to speak on this because it's it's something that needs to to be brought in awareness. Yeah, yeah, our crowd is gonna love it. Yep, it's real. Hell is not an imaginary place. Yeah, hell, hell is not some place real. that's just like yeah. made up in the mind or like it's it's like a boogeyman, scary uh, Baba Yaga from John Wick. It's not like it's not like a like a fake thing. It's legit. It's real. And if you think for a second uh-huh. that it can't happen to you, yep. Well, it can. Yep. And again, the metaphor with the bridge, with the doors open in the bridge, and there's all these plants inside the bridge. That's exactly what we're trying to say yeah. because let me tell you this let me tell you this before i died again i thought i was a good christian but in reality i, I was walking that tightrope mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. that was gonna snap and send me to hell which it did yeah. i would drink ink i would go into banks crack pens drink ink i would wow. uh, go to my neighbor's house yeah. i'd ask to borrow salt and then i'd get the salt and then i'd yeah, I'd use some of it. I would, you know, but then they'd come over to my house and say, can I get some sugar? I don't want, no. Uh, Hard line. I wasn't open to people. What yep. was the ink? I'm sorry. What was the ink thing? What about it? You just drank it. Well, the evil one clearly yeah, had uncommon. a hold of you. Oh, yeah. Okay. was telling you to well, put this. I guess these... it's in the name. That's what Satan Drink. does. He says, put this in your body. Put that in your body. You know, um, th- th- this isn't a household object. It could be a sex toy. Right. Uh, I, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, and I, I do want to ask one question about how you physically continue to smell like hell because yeah. i think that is something that a lot of people probably don't really, because you know it, it's not like your body disappeared for, while your brother-in-law was messing about did it on you you know it it did i mean when you go but when you run the tape back who knows oh is wow. there is there a recording there is youtube has taken it down mm-hmm. you can put it on GodTube. anything youtube takes down GodTube will take GodTube. What is GodTube? Uh huh. It's the it's the better one. It, this is real. There's GodTube. Anything that YouTube takes down, you can put on GodTube. So there's a lot of good sermon illustrations on there too. Anything Metaphors. YouTube? I mean, YouTube takes down like a lot of abuse and yeah. God, GodTube will take it. GodTube will take it. Speaking oh. of Abraham and Isaac, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they'll they'll take it all. You can kill your kid on there. Well, forgive me if this is too personal a question, Jody, but I've been wondering, and I and because I, I know our audience is going to eat you up and they need to know about the dangers of hell and that it is a very real place that is awaiting them if they don't have an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. And they're going to love it. But I was just wondering, because I think I'm sure a very important part of your messaging that you're out on the road with to, to God's people is, what have you done to make sure that now you are having an authentic relationship with Jesus so that the next time your heart stops, you go upstairs mm-hmm. instead of to the bad place. How do you know you're living authentically now and you're a real Christian? I'll tell you exactly how. Number one, I'm here. See? I'm right Hey, here. man, that's a that's God thing. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and that's, that's already, I'm living in action. I'm living in His voice. I'm able to step off his tongue and into the real world yep. and do exactly what he's saying through my body. You're deep That's in the house. That's how I know. You're in the house. Exactly. Of, of your, yes. You're in the Christian house. You're With, all. The, yeah. You're as and, deep as you can go in the house. And your car is yes. in the in, in the garage. Your car's in the garage. Packed in the garage after crossing the bridge to yeah. get there. 
Yes. Yes. I, I was going to tell you both because you shared your, you know, you, Jody, you got your house Christian metaphor and you got, Gray, you got your bridge metaphor. For me, my metaphor of living authentically as a real Christian is a bowl of fettuccine Alfredo. And here mm. goes the thing about why. Now, with fettuccine Alfredo, th- this is what makes it so good is that, so you got to have a little bit of garlic, but not too much. See, here's the thing that we are called as Christ followers to live in the world, but not be of the world. Okay. So you need a little bit of garlic, but it'll overwhelm the dish. So for instance, we can live in the world. We need to go to the mall. That's okay. As Christians, you can go to the mall. Once you're out there in the world, maybe you have the opportunity to share Jesus. There's a little bit of garlic, you know, not too much. Then you also, I think one of the most important parts is Parmesan. And I would say that is making sure that you are in constant community and you are in accountable relationships. You're in a small group. That's the parm. You're going to put parm in the sauce. You're also going to put some, just sprinkle some parm on top for good measure mm-hmm. in the end, just for some more flavor, as you're going to do with a lot of salt, a little bit of pepper. Then you got the cream, you know, these are the messages you're consuming on the weekends. You know, then you got the noodle. That's going to be you having a uh, living a sexually pure life because what a Christian does with their genitals is very important to the heart of God. And so all of those things are going to go into it. You know, uh, you don't want your noodles to be too soft. You don't want to have too much sex with your Christian spouse. But, you know, on a birthday or whatnot, going to keep the noodle al dente. You know what I'm saying? And this, these are the things you do to have the perfect balance to be a good Christian and to know that it's authentic. And, and when you're in Christian community, like I'm sure you are, we kind of, what do you call it? We sort of police each other. We make sure, you know, there no divorce. You know, there are things that are frowned upon, you know. Um, but I guess I just wanted to share what uh, the authentic Christian life felt like to me. And, um, Amen. And thank Amen. you. Thank you. I, 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 my stomach and my heart is full right now with the Lord and that, I, <laughs> that fettuccine Alfredo. I love that. I love that. I, and, you know, I, gosh, this, this actually comes from another sermon I was, I was giving. Food is always on the mind. Right, yep. we're always hungry. Yep. We're always wanting to eat. Yep. But why? Why are we eating? And that's to keep our body alive, right? Now, of course, I have my own story. I ate too much, and then I choked on that corn tube. See? But in reality, if we can step back for a second and say, what exactly is on my plate? First off, what is a plate? Uh, right? A plate is a serving platter. Uh-huh. Aren't we the serving platter for the Lord? Uh-huh. So make your body a plate and have people eat off of you, right? You ever go to a, um, a high end party? Really, really big party with. Just like some really like influential people within the community yes. who just have so much money yeah. because God has blessed them so yes. much. Yes. I've actually had the access to, to meet these folks recently because of my talks. Awesome. And, and I've been invited to so much, I mean, amazing parties where you go inside and there's just, there's just a woman naked oh. with sushi on her. Oh, no. And you go in there and you, you eat off. You, no, it's fine. No, listen, this is the difference. Because underneath the sushi are little scriptures. Oh, so every time you pick up a script, okay. sushi, you get a little scripture message. Okay. I love it. So she's not naked. She's clothed in the word of God. That's right. Yeah. Have you been awesome. to In-N-Out and looked underneath the cup? No. Go to In-N-Out. If, the, if anyone is hearing this, go to In-N-Out right now and go get, spend $120. And because that's a Christian establishment. And then when you look under the cup, you're going to see John 3.16. Is that right? And John 3.16 says, and then God gave his only son. Yep. He loved the world so much that he put that bridge down. Yep. yep. And that's that's the point of this. When we think about food, when we think about eating, it's not the food and the eating we're thinking about. It's the thought itself. And I'm sorry, to, and just to interrupt yeah. that metaphor, what is uh, it looks Brandon, like Brandon? It looks is, like, speaking of a plate of food. Uh, back there. Brandon! Brandon! You eat it then. I don't care. Do you have a Ziploc bag? 
Jody Deer was played by Joey Greer. Check out his special, Good Night, and his fabulous podcast, You Know What I Would Do. Follow him at Jebby Greber. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. <laughs>